there comes a time we all have to consider what to do with our remains when we pass away. From the company that brought you the Gender Reassignment Home Kit comes Body Bag Biodegradable Bags. That's right. We take your body, put it in our biodegradable bags, and plant you as a tree so people can eat your nuts forever. Brought to you by Regenerex, makers of Libtrol and other fine products. If you love to drink Four loco, but Braveheart will always be your favorite movie of all time, you're going to love the Urban Conservative. Hey, buddy. You enjoy pickup trucks and listening to Coolio? Well, then you're going to love the Urban Conservative. First of all, how you gonna tell me we not in a pandemonium? Not only are we in a pandemonium, but we in a regression too. We are in a regression. Uh, get out of here. I don't know why I'm sitting in this chair. It's really hot. Having a suit, it's like 99 degrees in DC. I, I, who's on this phone? Who am I talking to? Why did DC, who gave me the phone? Jill, who gave me the phone? Hey, whose dog is this? I don't even know whose dog this is, hello? If you're listening to me on the phone, I don't know whose dog this is. You're listening to the Urban Conservative? Come on, man. Attention, maggot. Do you enjoy the smell of freshly ejected 5.56 millimeter ammunition? And for breakfast, you enjoy scrambled eggs with no salt, no pepper. And you enjoy grits, no salt, no pepper, no butter. Then you are going to love the Urban Conservative. Who? All right, ladies and gentlemen, Monday night it is, 8 p.m. You all tuned into the Urban Conservative Podcast. I'm Raheem Architect Soto. Peace and love and shout out to my twin brother, Adul Ali. He'll be trickling on in here in a moment. Do us a favor. Hit the like, follow, subscribe, all that good stuff. Remember, you can support the podcast, dollar sign TU Conservative on Cash App. We implore you, we ask you, visit the website, tuconservative.com. Get a membership for the years, 10 bucks. Inflation is up. We know Biden is out here wilding and and his staff is wilding, but it's 10 bucks to support a really, really awesome conservative platform. Um, And again, you know, just just head over to the website. There's some awesome stuff going on over there. Shout out to David Hensley um, and the whole team at the Hensley Report. And uh, all of our supporters, all of our followers, get in the comment section. Of course, as usual, let us know where you are watching from um you know it's been a it's been an interesting weekend we had a a good weekend um you know this this the uh the concept of today's show i've been really looking forward uh to doing this show because the the sister we have on the show is is somebody i've been watching online and y'all know how we appreciate comedy we appreciate people who tell the truth um and and ali and i have had this journey of dealing with coming to to deal with things that we thought were true and coming to find out that those things weren't true and we had to process those things and it, it required us to do some not only soul searching but some actual educational work some actual intellectual work and one of the things that we found out is that there's a saying that and I'm pretty sure you guys have all heard this that a lot of truth is said in jest and I think today's guest is it, it kind of she embodies that. Um, and when we talk about this idea of what's true and we, we come down to objective truths versus, you know, these subjective truths like like the way food tastes versus needing air to live. Right. Those kind of the truth separations. Right. I think it's important that we seek out people um, to, to bounce ideas off of. We seek out professional help. Right. We seek out people that um, can understand us and can talk in a manner that that can get the point across. And I think that the sister we're about to bring on the show now does that in a way that uh, when you check out her content, if you haven't checked out her content, um, it's like it's like talking to an auntie. It's like talking to a cousin. It's like talking to a, a family member who says things that you can that are sometimes unpalatable in a way that um that you can take so uh for the first time ladies and gentlemen welcome to the urban conservative podcast we got the sister megan glover on the show i gotta get my sound effect game up megan peace and love sis peace and love my brother thank you so much for having me here um you know hey i'm just always honored to be in the presence of greatness and uh you know i'm your mirror and your mind and so uh, it is just an honor to be here and to be able to talk to you and and your audience and to, you know, to spread the truth. And you're right. You know, 
I am, uh, I, I'm the auntie that uh, tells you the truth and I'm telling it to you in love. It's going to come off a little harsh at times, but you know that it's because I love you. And so mm. I'm okay with that. You know, right, I'm, right, I'm right. 100% okay with that. So I left a couple of titles out in the intro, right? Author, right? I want to start at author, right? You got a book, Stop Lying. The name of this show was Stop Lying and How to Stop Being Lied To is kind of what I put in the subtitle because this underlying conversation, I want to, uh, there's this, this uh, constant lie that's being put on people. And I kind of want to arm people by the end of this interview with you with some some ways to stop being lied to, most importantly by themselves, right? Um, so so that that's kind of the underlying theme, but talk to us a little bit about the book and, and the author thing and, and how you got into becoming a writer and, and, and get into that whole spiel. So the way I, I became a writer, it's, it's quite interesting actually. I've, I've always kind of wrote poetry to a degree uh, but every poet doesn't uh, call themselves a poet. You know what I mean? They're always like, well, I just write my thoughts, you know? And so um, I was kind of like that. So I've always kind of written my thoughts and some of them would rhyme, some of them wouldn't, whatever, it's not a big deal. But I was asked to uh, speak at my grandmother's service, my grandmother's funeral or life service or whatever it's called. And so uh, I didn't want to just go up there and tell stories or, uh, you know, I remember when my grandmother, I, I didn't want to do that because my grandmother uh, was very well educated, multiple degrees, so forth and so on. And I didn't want to just kind of fumble over words. And so I, my, and my grandmother had written several books of poetry herself. Mm. Uh, and had a doctorate degree, so forth and so on. And so I said, well, I need to write something. And so I wrote my, my remarks. And from there, I ended up writing my remarks from then on. I wrote my remarks at my mother's service. I wrote my remarks at my uncle's, my father's, my so forth and so on. And it it became very easy for me to get my thoughts out if I wrote them in poetic form, even if it didn't rhyme. It was just something that I was writing uh, and getting my thoughts out on paper. And so um, I said to myself, well, I'm going to write my thoughts. And so my first book is called Megan's Thoughts. And so I, I have, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of like a morning uh, motivational book, you know, like you read more than, and whatever. And then my mother, uh, was murdered and, um, uh, that really, really changed my life. And then several years passed after that. And I just really felt after 10 years of, of degrees and, and the study of psychology and all this other stuff and, and learning about psychology, I said to myself, I need to write something to let people know about the danger of lying. Mm. Uh, we tell lies for many different reasons. We lie because we think it's necessary for us. Sometimes we lie because we think it's necessary, necessary for the other person. Uh, sometimes we think it's necessary to elevate the situation. Sometimes we think it's necessary to push back the past. We lie for several different reasons. But we do not understand that lie is, lying is actually a verbal poison. Mm. And words matter just like physical or physicality is matter. And Dr. Maya Angelou, God bless her soul, said it best. She said she, was at a, uh, she had a party at her house one day and there were people telling jokes and and somebody said something a little crude and she went over to them and asked them to leave because she said that words get into the walls of your house. They get into the fabric, they get into, they get into your clothing, they get into your furniture. Words are matter because they are matter. They matter and they are matter. And right. so we don't recognize that when we tell each other a lie, what it is doing, not only to our physical, spiritual, emotional being, 
but it is doing the same thing to the people that are lying to us and the people who we are lying to. Mm. So uh, the book Stop Lying is about that. It's about what is done when you lie. It's not just a, oh, well, I went to my homegirl's house and then I was talking to my to her friend on the phone and we got to know each other and da-da-da-da-da. It's not that. It is what that actually does in your mind, what it does to your spirit, what it does to the physicality, what it does to the little girl mm. who never told the truth about who she who she is or who she was, so forth and so on. It is a it is a snowball effect. And so that's really what the book is about. And it it's stories. So it's it's a self-help book meets novel meets research. That's what stop yeah. lying is. It's it's like a combination of three so things. you 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 just killed you just killed that and I wanna you you touched on a few things that I kind of want to pull out of there. One of them being as I studied psychology on my own, um, I became a uh, extreme truther. All right, to the point where my my son who's sitting there has never had a tooth fairy. He ain't never had an Easter bunny. He ain't never had a Santa Claus. He ain't, I refuse to lie about anything because I've I figured out and and. I, I want to get your thoughts on this, right? And I kind of, when when you say words matter, and I we try to get people to understand there's a scientific side to this, why we're so adamant about being honest at a very fundamental level. And I think you do a great job saying it, but the words are matter because they're electromagnetic. The words are matter because they are vibrations of vocal cords going through. So there's physical matter involved for those of you thinking what she's saying is esoteric. It is not. This is changing us on a genetic level. This is really the ability to be brutally, which I think is a terrible term, right? Brutally honest. To be objectively, uh, uh, openly honest, I think it could only do wonders for your health. So talk a little bit about education because you're, you're saying these things and I want people to understand your educational background a little bit before we go into something else. So just talk a little bit about that because I think it's impressive also your, your, your uh, field of study. So uh, I'm finishing up my dissertation for uh, my PhD in the philosophy of social psychology. Uh, obviously there's several degrees that you get to get to that. So I have several degrees in psychology. Uh, on top of that, I was, I am the third generation oratorical speaker. So my mother was an oratorical speaker. My grandmother, which was her mm. mother, was an oratorical speaker. Uh, on top of that, I have a lineage of, of PhDs in my family, uh, people who were who are pastors and preachers and uh, VPs and executives and all kinds of stuff. But uh, I don't like to I don't like to 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 go off of that because it really puts me in a box. No, I, I feel you. Let me tell you something though. The y'all folks need to understand what she's going after because I, I have friends that have PhDs in research and other things like that. I'm a proud research student. So her getting her PhD is is important to me because she would represent 0.001% as a as a statistical number of black people with a phd so y'all don't understand how important it is what she's saying like y'all have to understand that there's not a lot of her in the phd world so that dissertation is important and we pull it for you on that but i think they need to know that so i throw that out there because a lot of people say things and they haven't put the time in to do that research so i was just backing up the fact that you're not coming from a point of conjecture your points of view are are researched they're they're in dissert about to be in dissertation form. So you know this. I, I think it it it's a qualifier, and and, and that'll kind of lead me into this. So when you say lying, right? We talk about from a political perspective, the country's being lied to about what's a healthy culture, right? How do we defend ourselves? Um, and, and you cover some of these things from the monkeypox thing you did to some of these other things that we're we're being made to accept certain things that are a lie. 
It's not healthy to, to, to tell children X, Y, and Z about sexual behavior. It's a lie to say that. So, you know, certain things are true. So how do we prepare, how do we deal with those major lies that are being fed to us from the mainstream media, from politicians on either side of the aisle and et cetera, from, from your perspective? How do we tackle those things? Well, I think the way that we tackle anything is to first know what you believe and why you believe it. You have to know what it is you're talking about and why you're talking about it. If you watch a lot of these interviews, it is quite baffling that people will go out on the street and say, well, why did you vote this way? Or why do you believe this way? Or why do you hate this person? And why do you like this person? And the answers that they give you are, are so shallow uh, that you're like, wait, what? Like, why did you say that, right? And so you need to first um, have a really clear understanding of what it is you're talking about and why you're talking about it. What is it exactly that you stand for? A tree that is deeply rooted will not just be quickly uprooted when the wind blows. And so we have to make sure that we are standing firm in what it is that we believe. Now, you also need to understand that you're not just believing in something because it is an emotional reaction, but rather it is a knowing based on whatever it is that caused you to know it. So the knowing is also the wisdom of something. So know something because I was told this by my mother, but yet I experienced it in my own life. My mother told me it, so therefore I have the knowledge. But now that I have experienced it, I then have the wisdom. And so a lot of people do not have the wisdom. They have what they have been told. And then that's the kind of social norms and so, so forth and so on. And so they feel like they have the knowledge, but they don't have the wisdom because they have not yet experienced whatever it is that would cause them to have a grounding and a deeply rootedness of whatever it is that they believe. Because belief is just a thought that you think over and over and over again, right? So if we want people to have a better understanding about what it is that they're doing, you would first ask them, well, what is it exactly that you believe and why do you believe that? And then once you have a, a better grounding of that foundationally, then they can tell their children, not only do what I say, but do what I do, because mm. that is where the wisdom comes in. It comes in through experience. It comes in through experience. And so that's where we're at. We're just at a place where uh, I'm telling you something because I want you to thoroughly understand what it is going to do to you and for you, whether you don't do it or do do it, right? I'm telling you that because I am wise enough based on the experience that I've had. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, it's funny you say that because so many people just go off of what they're told. It's like, you, if you're told something, do you think there's any truth that if you're told something enough times, you start to believe that from a, from a clinical perspective, if you will? Do you think somebody, is that a thing where you're told something enough times it becomes true? Well, of course. Of course. Repetition is key, right? It's just like rap music. You listen to it over and over and over and over, and then you have a beat to it. Then you have an emotion to it, and then you this, right? So of course that is psychology one on one: emotion and repetition, repetition and emotion. Then you put that on top of a beat, which is vibration. You're sold, right? That's right. why. That's why the black culture in particular is suffering because it's repetition, emotion and a low vibration. And so absolutely you hear something enough, you're going to uh, live what you repeat, right? So right. this is why it is, this is why you hear so many stories about uh, Thomas Sowell, Ben Carson, the list goes on and on. You hear them say, well, I went to the library. Right. Or I went to my grandmother's, or I went to my grandfather's house and we were in the crops. 
it's very rare that you hear a phenomenon or I hate to say phenomenon. It's very rare that you hear a, a outlier story, right? Where they were something spectacular out of their neighborhood, but they stayed in the neighborhood and did neighborhood things. Mm. It's very rare that you hear that somebody got a scholarship from to, to go to college, but they were on the corner selling rocks. It's very rare, if right. not impossible. It's very rare that you hear somebody even who played basketball uh, at, at, a, at a very, very high esteem level, but they were on the they were on the corner selling nickel bags. It's very rare because what they had to do was they had to exodus themselves from that corner to do something different than the repetition that is constantly played in the culture in their neighborhoods. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yep, I do. I do. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking to Megan McGlover. Um, you tuned in. It's Monday night. Do us a favor. Hit the share button. Uh, Shouts out to our sponsors real quick. We're going to throw this ad at y'all real quick. Hang on a second, folks. This episode of The Urban Conservative has also been sponsored by Case Technology Consulting. Help your business get value out of its data and become more efficient and streamlined. Case Technology Consulting. Check out the link in the description. Well, I'm from the Bronx, but I live in the deep now, of course, with the, you know, Detroit. You went from the Bronx to Detroit. Bronx to Detroit. On 58th Street. You was trying to keep it hood. <laughs> I wrote this. This is a textbook. It's going to be a lecture. This textbook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Go I'm ahead. Real. Do it. You start getting into the herbs. Daughter had got run over by a car. She was four years old, and they said she would never walk again. She was Her neck was broken, and her back was broken in three places of spine. And I kind of took over where the doctors couldn't fill in. The accident happened August 28th. I had her back walking again. Maybe that March. Yeah, right. Shouts out to my good brother, Ari Case. And uh, shouts out to everybody over at Case Technology and uh, everybody working on the STEM program. If you are a young software engineer or somebody getting in the STEM space and you need some help trying to figure out what you're going to do, uh, you know, getting into school, getting out of school, please give the brother Ari Case a shout out. He has an awesome mentorship program for young engineers, your young software engineers in and out of school. So give him a shout. I um, mean, good big shouts out to our brother, Dr. Inky. Um, American Hill is out now, man. Make sure you check him out on all streaming platforms. DrInky.com is the website. We're talking to the sister Megan McGlover here on the Urban Conservative. Um, comedy. Comedy's a thing, right? I know you appreciate comedy. And um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a list of comics that have influenced us um, on a very, very deep level. Like when I say deep, I mean like have made us question things while we were laughing. Has that happened to you? Is there anybody that's impacted you that's that's had that in the comedy world that's kind of had an impact on you? I don't want to say an influence, but when I say impact, like George Carlin made me question language at, at a level, a very, that I had to go study linguistics because Carlin's were a game. So that kind of impact. Oh my God, are you kidding me? Uh, Dick Gregory. Mm. Eddie Murphy, uh, Paul Mooney. Um, uh, uh, we've got uh, uh, Dave Chappelle. If Dave Chappelle doesn't make you think, you're not listening. I mean, we're talking about some incredible, uh, these, the, the names in which I have mentioned, um, even Monique, even though she kind of just does stuff that I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily approve of, but the fact that I don't approve of it makes it even better mm -hmm. because that I, is I her it. right. That is her right not to be approved of. Um, but um, uh, Dave Chappelle in particular, and of course Dick Gregory and Paul Mooney have 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 told me I could go and do stand up because they 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 literally are just talking. They're just talking, and it just so happens to be funny. But they are speaking of reality and or uh situations through their perspective and it just so happens to be funny and uh so yeah absolutely uh i have yep. i have learned so much from 
quote-unquote comedians. Is, is, do you? I, I have this opinion that Dave Chappelle right now is the the greatest living comedian. I I, I have this opinion. Do you think that's off? Well, I don't think it's off. Um, Who's better than Dave Chappelle? Well, who can do three? We still got Eddie Murphy, so I can't say that because. But but I I so listen. Eddie, Eddie hasn't done it in twenty life. years. Well, I would say Dave Chappelle if Eddie Murphy wasn't living, but he's living, so I wouldn't. I I couldn't say that. But but I definitely think that Dave Chappelle is the best comedian working. Okay, like I, I, I mean, I will I, give you that. I mean, I'll give you that. I, I have to. <laughs> I I'll understand. take it where I can get it. No, I'll no. take it where I can get it. What do you What do you think of of him telling these recent truths as we talk about stop lying and stop being lied to? Dave has been saying some things that are absolutely true. His his take on transgenderism, certain things that he said has been absolutely uh, true. Why do you think those simple truths are are hurting people on a particular side so viscerally? Like it's like they're physically destroyed when he says certain true things. Like why is that? Because people don't want to tell the truth. <laughs> it's hurting them because they want to stay in a lie. Listen, we, we can deal with this transgender situation very quickly. Uh, uh, if you are a man and you want to be a woman uh, or you feel that you want to be a woman, um, then you would not want to offend women simply because you're trying to be or you want to be uh, a woman. If you are a man who wants to then still have man parts and man hair and man facial hair and so forth and so on, then you obviously do not want to be a woman and all, all the way be a woman. You want to kind of be in the middle. And so my personal opinion, I believe that the trans community should start their own community and, and, the, and their own kind of rights and not try to be a woman's rights or a man's rights, just have trans rights. Now, that would include your own bathrooms. You need to raise money for your own bathrooms. Oh, you need to have millions, hundreds of millions of bathrooms all over the nation because you shouldn't be in a man's bathroom because that's going to be offensive and you shouldn't be in a woman's bathroom because that's going to be offensive. So you should have your own bathrooms. You should have your own hotel rooms. You should have, you should do the same thing that black people did, that women did, that the regular LGB, LGB, LGB community did. You should have to go through all of the steps that everyone else did and not piggyback on someone else's battle. Hmm. It's just that simple. It's not a big deal. I'm not upset about it. Are you upset about it? I'm not. No. You should 110% want to fight your own battle because then you can have your own shit. Can I cuss? Yeah, yeah, you could. Yeah, have, it. have your own shit and then you don't have to worry about it. It's just that yeah. simple. Right. It is. It, I think that if people want to be trans, trans whatever, trans lizard, trans human, trans donkey, you if that's what you want to do, then you should have your own fight. But to piggyback on civil rights, to piggyback on women's rights, to piggyback on, on uh, homosexual rights to be married and homosexual rights to adopt, that is absolutely ludicrous. And when you tell that kind of truth, people get upset because they're like, wait a minute, you're messing up our agenda. You're messing up what we're trying to do. You see what I'm saying? It's just like the Me Too movement. The Me Too movement started with one lady who happened to be black against one man. Next thing you know, you don't even know who the black lady is anymore. No, you don't. That's fair. <laughs> That's called it what it is. It's called a hijacking. It's what it's called. People have hijacked other people's movements and the momentum that they have. And they said, well, we're going to be a parasite and jump onto somebody else's thing. That's all that is. And right. so I'm simply saying, listen, I'm not here to argue. I'm so tired of arguing. I don't know what to do. I don't want to argue with you. You want to do what you want to do. I think that you should. As long as it doesn't hurt children, I think that you should do that. Mm -hmm. my, my thing is, don't do it. Don't piggyback on me. That's all I'm saying. Just don't piggyback on me. I, I'm saying don't piggyback on nobody else and don't make me pay for it. 
I don't, if, listen, if you want to get your salami sliced, I should be on the hook because you want to be sans genitalia. Or you want to, you know, I don't think I should be on the hook for that bill is all I'm saying, you know. Um, So can we put something else to bed real quick? Can you, can, is it possible for a person to not celebrate Pride Month and not hate gay people? Like, yes. I don't celebrate Pride Month, but why am I deemed that I hate gay people because I don't celebrate Pride well, Month? I, I'm, I'm one of them. So I am married to a woman. Okay. There ain't a rainbow in my house. <laughs> There's no rainbow. I don't have a rainbow belt, rainbow socks, rainbow pants. We don't go to Pride parades. We don't. Now, it does Thank you for saying this. Thank you so much for saying this. Because I don't. My best friend is a gay woman. So I get bashed. It's like, no, I don't celebrate Pride Month. Now I'm not posting that on my page. But, but now it's like, oh, you hate people. Pride Month. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I think that people get really confused about the whole thing. Well, at least here's my perspective on it. I don't want to say that people get confused about it. I will say, here's my perspective on it. And my perspective of a lot of my friends who are from the old uh, homosexual gay era, right? The old gays, right? The old gays, I'm done. <laughs> the old gays. <laughs> and I never thought I would be considered one of the old gays. The OGs. <laughs> I'm okay with that. The old gays, when when the Pride Parade and all of these um, other civil rights, if you will, movements came up, it was because there were two things. One, well, three things. One, gay people wanted the right to marry who they wanted to marry. Two, they wanted the benefits of being married, meaning that you could get insurance, life insurance, and you could visit your loved one in the hospital and be able to say, listen, I have the right of a spouse to make decisions on on my my lover's uh, records or whatever and whatever they're going to do with their life. And three, the right to adopt and have children. That's all we've ever wanted. Anything beyond that, the old gays don't know what the f- is going on. We have no idea what the heck is going on in the quote-unquote LGBTQIA I, I have to thank We you don't know what's going on because that really <laughs> has nothing to do with what it is that we wanted. We have received everything that we fought for, thanks to your president Obama. We received Yo, but stop right there. Like, listen, <laughs> but the fight was over. So you mean to the tell me everybody over. was like, we won, and now you start to see this other no, stuff, and you're like, what are y'all doing? Now, let me tell you something about the trans community that they absolutely hate that I say this, but it's the truth. The truth of the matter is that the trans community has absolutely nothing to do with homosexuality. The trans community are people who want to be the opposite sex and want to live and be accepted as the opposite sex. Gay people want to live as their sex and be in love with someone who is the same sex. So how is it that gay people have anything to do with trans people who want and desire to be heterosexual. So he- so trans people, as far as I'm concerned, need to be going talking to heterosexual people and telling them that they should be fighting for them. No, they, they jumped on the man, wagon. If a man feels that he is a woman and he is a heterosexual woman who does not want to be in a relationship with a homosexual man, He wants to be in a relationship with a heterosexual man who sees him as a heterosexual woman or cis women as they call them. Then he in no way in his mind is a homosexual. He is in fact in his mind a heterosexual female who is in love with a heterosexual male who loves heterosexual female. So where in the hell do LGB people have anything to do with that shit? We don't have nothing to do with it. Nah, y'all got something to do with it. 
Y'all, no, y'all got something. Nah, I'm gonna tell you how. Y'all, y'all, y'all whoop their ass from the jump. Y'all let them hitch that oh, wagon on. Y'all didn't whoop their ass. Nah. See, see, black folks, when they when people started trying to hitch on the black wagon, we was like, nah, uh, y'all ain't getting on this wagon. I'll get your own goddamn wagon. See what happened was y'all wasn't adamant about it. And y'all, y'all was like, go ahead, get your little tea on the end of our joint. Y'all let them get the tea. Yeah, but well, nobody calls me. Nobody called. All right, that's fair. Oh, fair oh, enough. They didn't. Oh, yeah. They didn't tap it with the OGs. They didn't tap it with the OGs. But I wanted to table that because listen, I, I wanted to be clear. Right? I think. I think people should, and maybe we're the new wave of of conservatives where there are issues within the LGTB, the LGB community that we agree with. Right. So why shouldn't you, because who you love, be allowed to adopt a child when you pass the certifications, have the financial requirements like to know? So there's certain things I feel like if we're really conservatives on our side of it, it should be none of our goddamn business what people are doing in the bedrooms. Like it shouldn't concern us. Like so my argument with all of it is that when I see these groups I and I have my kid with me and I got to now explain what this is when I don't have to explain regular pornography. I don't, we don't have regular pornography out there. So now when you put this agenda out there, it becomes public. And to me, it's like, well, where's that line at? So I'm like, yo, just keep it in the closet, bro. Like I, I, they, I have to tell you this. There's a young, a young gentleman who on the weekends, my, my daughter was working at McDonald's, the young gentleman on the weekends, he, I don't think he thinks he's a girl, but I think he just dresses like a girl. But he worked at McDonald's, was the manager. He served the fries. I said, good evening. How you doing? He gave me the discounts. He, he looked out. But on the weekends, he dressed like a girl. He spoke like very feminine. But this was the most respectful dude ever. I didn't give a shit what he did on the weekend. So when I found out, nothing changed. I was like, well. Like, you know, so I, I mean, you have this group of conservatives. I'm never going to that McDonald's again because he's a like, and I think there's like this extreme reaction where it's not really necessary. You know what I mean? Like, I think in actual conservatism, it would be none of our damn business. Right. And yes, you should be, you should have, you know, this, this idea, you know, one marriages between a man and a, listen, man, it's 2022. They wrote that in the bronze age, bro. Less, we there was like 70 people on the planet, so they had to keep it together because there were 70 of us. Now there's a billion. Let everybody get who they want. You know what I'm saying? Like, let them get well, who they this want. Is, this is what I think as it pertains to adoption. And this is just my this is just my perspective. To some degree, we do have to care about what's going on in someone's home because these children are awarded of the state. And awarded of the state means that they are being provided by, by taxpayers of this country. Mm -hmm. And this country therefore has a certain standard in which they are supposed to uphold. Now, if, if a man is a transvestite or a drag queen, who is working at the bank Monday through Friday. And on Friday night, he changes his clothes and goes and dresses up as a woman and does drag queen shows, this and that, and the third. It would be concerning, I would think, for the foster uh, system or social system or whatever to put a boy or a girl in the home due to the fact that that those particular activities go against the nucleus family that this country stands on. See, here's my thing. I, I'm married to a woman, but I still understand that this country stands on the nucleus. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a, so, that's an anomaly. You know this that presents an anomaly to some well, folks, right? I, I Which know, is good. That's great. I know that I I'm, hope, an I'm glad they I'm glad y'all are hearing this. I'm glad y'all right. are taking this in. Oh no, I know that I'm an anomaly, which is why, you know, I, I'm banned from most social medias because they, they're like, wait, she's black and she's a lesbian, she's conservative. We can't have that. And pro-nuclear family. Yeah, and I'm pro-nuclear family, so they can't have that. So the truth of the matter is, is that the the country is based on the nucleus. So the 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 nuclear family, hey Ali. So the nuclear family is the promotion of a mom, dad. 2.5 kids, picket fence, so forth and so on. So you do have to understand that when you get into the foster care system or so forth and so on, 
that you will have to abide. It's just like going to church. Church used to be uh, that there were certain rules and regulations in church, right? And even if you didn't agree with it, uh, the same thing with the army or, or um, military or whatever, this is how we do things. We get up at 4 a.m. in the morning. You don't like that, but that's just the way it is. You may say, well, my doctor say I can't get up that early. Well, that's too bad because this is what we do in the army. You understand? And so we have gotten to the point where we have allowed and allotted for people's emotions and personal choices to go against what this country's foundational uh, bearings have been based upon. You understand? Mm. I don't, I don't, I don't mind going to an adoption clinic and saying, my wife and I want to adopt. And then they say, well, Megan, uh, we can't uh, let you adopt because you do stripping on the weekend. Like, well, you can't do it. Either you stop stripping. I don't strip, by the way. But either you stop stripping or, you, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just one of the things. That's just how it goes. But now people just want whatever they want, whenever they want it, and they don't want any type of rules. But the point of the matter is that these children are awarded of the state and it is the taxpayers who, who are taxpaying of this country who are paying into this foundational ideology. That's just but it has worked though. But in all fairness, and you're right, it has worked. So the reason I, I point out that anomaly is because we need more examples of all of these things being true at the same time. So you can have someone that's educated, you can have someone that's black, you can have someone that's gay, and you can have someone that's conservative. Those things can exist in one person. I can I can have a gay friend and not celebrate Pride Month. Like like I have gay friends that don't celebrate Pride Month. So for those of you that are seeing this that are not welcoming others into the fold as conservatives and in some cases Republicans, it behooves us to get real and stop lying to ourselves. Those are petty divisions. Like, I don't I don't like you because who you choose. Now, if you're and just me, I'm just saying this for me, just me, just little old me. If if you're the guy running around in like boy shorts, if you're if you're the gay guy running around in like booty shorts and and like a halter top, yeah, I'm a, I, me and you gonna have issues because I don't think that's appropriate. I just don't think that's appropriate. But it's not because you're gay; it's because your ass is out. I have the same problem with a dude who's 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 sagging his pants. It's the same issue. It's inappropriate. It has nothing to do with you liking penises. It has everything to do with your hairy ass out. Well, That's your booty's out either on the top or it's out on the bottom. It's all, it's, and I, I don't want to see your situation. Ali, what up, bro? Welcome to the show, bro. You made it in. Yeah, made it in, man. What's up, everybody? Glad to be out. Uh, hey, real quick segue. I got to give a big shout out to Dr. Grant Campbell. Uh, and his wife, Anita, just came from an amazing fundraiser for my good friend, Dr. Kristen Baker in North Carolina State Legislature. I uh, got a chance to see our good friend, Congressman Dan Bishop again. He's been burning the road awesome. up all over Barris County. So, sure, sure, yeah, sure. I figured I'd stop in the office and catch the tail end of the show. I got a chance to listen in. And uh, I was just, you know what me, bro. I can't wait till we get to that lightning round, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing. So we're we going to get to that. So there's one other thing real quick before we get to the lightning round. Just want to remind everybody and thank everybody for tuning in. If you have any questions for Megan, please put them in the comment section. We'll get to your questions. If you have any questions for her, um, get them in there now before we get to the tail end of this, right? So so one other thing I, I, I want to talk about with, the, with this whole stop lying thing, which I feel like should be huge, right? Um, a, t a tool, right? If you had to give people just a tidbit to get them interested in, in what you got going on and the stop lying method and, and what you, that whole methodology in the book, right? Give us two minutes, right? The two minutes expose, if you will. How can people really start to get some self-honesty in their life and get a grip in light of the bombardment from the media, the bombardment from the narratives, from other people's opinions, right? How give us that two minute kind of then end with you got to follow me here to get the rest of that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wow. Okay. So I think the first thing that you would want to do is 
you would want to say to yourself, what lies have you been told? Well, let's, let's, let's say one thing. What one lie have you been told by your mom or your father or your teacher or whatever that you can prove untrue in your behavior? Mm. What one lie have you been told that you can prove untrue in your behavior? Whether it be uh, you'll always be fat, you'll always be ugly, you'll always be stupid, you'll always be dumb. See, if somebody tells you you'll always be stupid, you can easily fix that by reading the book. Somebody says you'll always be ignorant, you can easily fix that by reading the book. Someone says you'll always be fat, you can easily change that by going to the gym. And so there are, there are lies that you have been told that you can easily change through your behavior. So we get into a repetitious uh, uh, cycle where we're believing the lie, the lie has been told, we're believing the lie, the lie has been told, and then we behave on the belief of the lie that's been told, and the lie has been told, and we believe it, and we behave in it, and, da, 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 and then it confirms it. And da, 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 da. But if you simply were to jump off, if you jump off that roller coaster, then it will change the paradigm simply by a change in behavior. If you were to be, let's say, 200 pounds and you want to be 150, if you jump off of that roller coaster and go to the gym for one month, you would be closer to 150 than you've ever been in your life by changing the behavior. But you haven't changed the fact that somebody told you you will always be fat, nor mm. have you changed the behavior that you are fat. You have just changed this cycle of continuous lying, the behavior, the lies, the belief in the lies, the behavior. The, it's just a cycle. Same thing with knowledge. You're stupid. You're ignorant. You'll never be able to read. You're so stupid. All you have to do is start learning how to spell, learning how to write your letters, this and the other. You can go from not reading at all. You go from completely illiterate to a PhD if you wanted to. You could actually do that through the changing of the behavior. It does not mean in any way, shape, or form that the person who told you you'll always be stupid is ever going to come to you and say, oh, I changed my mind. Mm. You're the smartest person on the planet. They may not ever come and tell you that. But through your changing of the behavior, you change the lie. So what I say is that it is very important that we don't look for someone else to stop lying. We look for ourselves to stop lying to ourselves. Find out what is the lie and then what is the truth and then stop behaving on the lie and start behaving on the truth. Behave on what is true. Don't behave on what is the lie. That's how you fix it. So, so Ali's back. Here we go. So thank you for that. And, and Megan, listen, I appreciate you saying that. It, it, as you know, as you guys share this, um, you know, make sure to share this interview because there's some, some things going into November. There's some things going into the, the way that the world is headed, especially this country is going to be especially important that we have a level of self-honesty, self-accountability, um, and courage to do the right thing when faced with the, the easy way out, the, the, the lie that the government is here with your best interest, the lie that the government will take care of your every need. That's a big lie. And you have to be prepared to take care of your own every need. So, uh, Ali, let's let's get into this. Um, let's get into this lightning round. Megan, I didn't tell you we was going to do this. So no, everybody, who, everybody who comes on the show, everybody who comes on the show. Does a lightning round. Um, the lightning round is going to be a series of questions you have to answer very quickly. 
Okay. Um, and we do this so people can really get to know the real Megan. And what you win at the end of this is 30 seconds to one minute of full space camera time to promote whatever you want to promote. The floor will be yours once you get through the lightning round. Ali, are you ready? Uh, you got them written down, so I'm going to let right, you run point the on these right. today. Uh, okay, and if you could think of any, if you could think of any, all right. Oh, no, I, I got you. I got you. All right. I got one already. Okay, you know so go ahead. Ali, right. go ahead. Fire so, yours so off first, and then I'll show, go. Megan was about stop lying. Today's lightning round is going to be a little different. You're going to have to tell us quickly who's the bigger liar. Are you ready? Oh, okay. I'm ready. Right. Who's the bigger liar? Juicy Smollett or or what's the homegirl's name, Ra? Tawana Brawley. Who's Tawana Brawley? Okay. All right. I don't even know who that All is. Right. All right, we'll take that. That's fine. So juicy by default. All right, hold on. So I have to do this. So look, look, you don't know who Tawana Brawley is the original juicy. Hold on. Tawana. <laughs> No, 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 no. Now, hold on. I'm pulling this up. This is how we do it on I'm this show. I'm giving Tawana Brawley the bigger liar over, over Juicy Smollett on, because she went as far as to actually wipe feces on herself for her hate crime hoax. What she did is she pulled the hate crime hoax. Al Sharpton was her. Here you go. Raheem got it right there. Why is an African-American woman who accused four white men of kidnapping and raping her over four-day period in November 1987 when she was 15 years old on November 28th. Oh, Jesus Christ. So her are juicy. And guess who, guess who, guess whose case brought, guess who she brought to the forefront whose career was built off of this case? Your boy, Reverend Al Sharpton. That's the case that, it, yeah, he came out there with her. So who gets the bigger liar, juicy or her? I say her. I say Tawana. I'm, I'm going with juicy only because it's the internet era and, and his lie went global. Her lie nah, was but no son, son, she wiped doo-doo on herself, bro. Okay, that, cool. All right, uh, next. Well, he put the, a noose around himself, so. That's doo-doo. Like, yo. So, for me, for me, I, I think that, I think that from, from a psychology standpoint, I think that, um, that Juicy Smollett is suffering from some very serious psychological impairments. And it's not just that he's lying, but he is in full and utter movie production in his mind. All the time, right? I think he's in movie production. And okay. and I and I'm still not convinced that he is has was not was not set up to some kind of degree. And I don't I'm not saying that I, I'm saying that he could have collaborated this with somebody else and that they were gonna back him on this crap. I'm not. I'm not fully convinced that we are hearing the whole story. All right. So, so listen, Megan. Megan is boo boo all over herself. I think that she's the bigger liar. Okay, hold on. So it goes like this. That meeting goes like this. So juicy. Here's what we got. We want you. We want you to get yeah. beat up by two black guys in MAGA hats. <laughs> well, these and are his trainers. These were his trainers. I mean, like, like he knew the guys. So, uh, hold on. <laughs> it performed. Remember, this was in Chicago when we were negative 20 degrees. This is not just a regular. He's going to Subway. He doesn't eat from Subway. He lives right, in a so high-rise apartment. Something, some issue is going Y'all just push me over. Smollett. All right, y'all just push me over. That was way bigger of a lie. Yeah. Now, nah, all, all I'm saying yeah. is the backer, the reason the backers that, that Megan talking about backed out, they was like, he fucking got the trainers. Yeah, I think that. I think that <laughs> he got I who? Think it was, well, like, damn. Maybe you understand the perspective? I think maybe he was a bigger liar because he knew. Maybe exactly. Juana was more psychologically. Gosh, damn. I don't know. Uh, I'm good. We started. Right, right, here we go. Let's go to the next one. Ali, let's go to the next one. one. That brings next one up. That brings our next two in your life right. around real quick. Who's uh, Anita liar? Brown, Anita Brown, or Christine Blasey Ford? Okay, Anita Brown is the uh, the lady that accused Terrence, uh, Clarence, Anita, Clarence Hill, Anita, Hill. Anita Hill. Sorry, Anita Hill. Okay, 
I Sorry, Miss Anita Brown, whoever you are. Sorry, lady. Who's <laughs> <laughs> the other one? <laughs> and uh, uh, Christine Blasey Ford, the lady that was accusing our uh, Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh. Well, I think the, the, the Anita Hill, I think that that thing that she did was so disgusting mm. and so blatant uh, and, and so on purpose to 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 purposely discredit uh, a very educated um, uh, African-American, melanated, whatever, Black man. Uh, I think that that was just devious and disgusting, you know, what she did. So I I, I would think that she was the video line. All okay. right. Next. Bill, next. Bill Clinton or Hillary Clinton? Who's a bigger liar? Well, in my personal opinion, Hillary Clinton is not a liar as much as she is the devil's wife. Um, <laughs> so for me, she she doesn't just lie. She literally lives and spews a darkness. So for me, it's not lies. It's like, it's something else that's weird. So right. if you're talking about lies that people tell, to get their way and or to uh, to force someone to do something for them or so forth and so on, I would say Bill. But 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 Hillary is a different breed of, of human, if, if, <laughs> if you want to call her that. All right. Okay. I, who's a bigger liar, rappers or actors? No. I say I say rappers. I say today's rappers. Wait a minute. We got to ask. We got to <laughs> because that's not fair. Right? So, okay. so you know, 80s and 90s rappers and even some of the 2000, early 2000 rappers is different. The rappers today, I would say, are bigger liars than actors because actors today are still acting. Rappers today are fabricating their lies, which is not true. Rappers back in the 80s and 90s were actually telling you stuff that was going on in their lives. Even if they kind of put a little seasoning salt on top, it wasn't something that was absolutely ludicrous. Uh, today, you got, you know, people rocking, walking around with $250,000 advancement saying that this money that they made, uh, you know, in a Bugatti and a Maybach that is completely rented by the record company, so forth and so on. But back in the day, you know, you had KRS-One who was broke. I mean, flat out. You know what I'm saying? And he was just rapping on his level of intelligence. So he wasn't necessarily lying when he told you, I'm rich with my wisdom, I'm rich with my knowledge. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't, he wasn't necessarily lying. Acting in and of itself is a technique where you use fabrication to... to uh, to influence your audience about a story in which that you're trying to tell, you know, so that's different. So I would have to say these questions, you guys are making me talk too much. It's supposed to be a lightning round. The, the, the rappers nah, we let you get it off. We let you get it off. Rappers okay, hold on. are less liars than the actors like this. Okay, so we'll tighten it up with this one. You ready? <laughs> look, look, look. Nike, Nike versus Adidas. Nike or Adidas? Nike's a bigger liar. Okay. Uh, no, no. Okay, just which one do you prefer, Ali? The, the preference. Let's get. Let's see her preferences. Nike or Adidas? Which one would you prefer? Which one do I prefer? I don't prefer. Oh well. With Nikes Nike or Adidas? All crap that they got going on. I would. I would say Adidas for now. Oh, okay. Even though I got a lot of old Nikes, they got a lot. But they've got so much problems going on lately. Political problems. You know what I mean? Yeah, but we we ain't got to oh, even we we, we gonna leave, we gonna leave them there we gonna leave them there. All right, so so my last one for you is male models. Who's a bigger liar, male models or female models? Oh, ah, uh, female models. Really? That's interesting you say that. Why? Because female models go into the bathroom and throw up. They don't eat. They do cocaine. They do whatever they can do. See, it naturally, it's not natural for females to be extremely asphyxiated and like that. You know, once no. you get past a certain age, there's a level of fluff that's just automatic. 
Uh, you don't have to be. <laughs> I'm not talking about Lizzo type of fluff, but I'm talking. No, we, about... we're talking forty fluff. We're gonna call right. it forty fluff. There's yeah, it's fluff. A forty fluff that's gonna come. That's just automatic. Um, that you would you would either have to be an extreme uh, vegetarian because veganism is a bunch of crap because vegans eat bread and all the rest of that stuff. That's why there's so many large vegans. But um, you would have get, to be you know, extreme weird. vegetarian. Or you would have to be doing some type of other thing to keep your weight to the point where you're a model. Now, I'm not talking about keep your weight down. Like I'm not, I'm not large, but I'm not throwing up in the bathroom. So that's because I, you know, I take care of myself. I'm on a 90 day cleanse, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So the females but, definitely get that one. But yeah, I think females get that because men can work out for 30 days and literally have a transformation in their body like that due to testosterone and so forth and so on. Women don't have that. So, uh, and if you do any research, you will find that a lot of female models have done very, very incredible things, including what's that broad's name who used to do the Bonnet Chronicles? Tammy, um, what's her name? She used to do the Bonnet Chronicles. She's like, she's 5'8", and she's like 120 pounds. She's completely... Is she always that? No. No. Not at all. I'm and looking she, her up right now. Tammy, uh, what's her name? Just put in Bonnet Chronicles. And, what um, is her name? It is Bonnet Chronicles. Tammy Roman. Her. So mm -hmm. she is, she has lost like 70-something pounds, maybe 80 pounds. Uh, and she's saying that she has body dysmorphia. Well, of course she has body dysmorphia. But it's not just body dysmorphia as an umbrella. In specifics, you are either bulimic or anorexic. I mean, it's not just like, oh, well, I have body dysmorphia. That's like saying, oh, you have mental illness. Well, what exactly is wrong? Yeah, you didn't tell me nothing. You just said, right. yeah, you didn't say nothing. No, that makes, that makes perfect yeah, sense. It could, be, it could be depression, bipolar. Or extreme as schizophrenia. Yeah, they got a they got a whole DSM. You gotta tell yeah, me something. You, you can't you, just you, say you have you mental illness. Oh, All right. Nice it's to meet 70. you. I got a mental illness. No, 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 honey. I need to know exactly what your what your issue is. Right. So she is uh uh Tammy is the size of a model. She's that real sunken in, you know, long. Yeah, it just looks weird. Everything. It looks they look you very know? weird to me. They look very yeah. weird. They look like clowns. So, so for a man, mm -hmm. it's much easier to you know, lose the weight, quote unquote, more naturally than it would be for women. So I would say women. All right. Well, Ali, you, you check back in now. She's made it through the lightning round. So for the next uh, 30, 35 seconds, the floor is yours. Megan, tell the people where they can find you, what you got going on, how they could get to you, all that good stuff. Okay. So you can find me everywhere with Megan McLover. Uh, my main website is MeganMcLover.com. You can get my book, the Stop Lying Book, stoplinebook.com, literally stoplinebook.com. You have the book, the workbook, and the VIP version. Uh, I am uh, putting together the Women's Retreat, which is the McGloverableRemedy.com, the M-C-G-L-O-V-E-R-A-B-L-E Remedy.com. This is going to be the most incredible women's retreat uh, for all women so that we can heal a eight to 10 hour day for four, for four days of just healing and forgiving, forgiving yourself, forgiving others, healing yourself from your past so that you can live your present and have a fulfilled future. I am a, a motivational speaker and uh, I'm here to service and uh, to help others as much as I can. So MeganMcGlover.com. You can find me on Instagram at Megan McGlover. You can find me on Facebook as Megan McGlover. Uh, they banned me off of TikTok because you can't find me there. And you can also find me on Twitter at uh, Megan McGlover. So All right. Day. Perfect. 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 Well, sis, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the platform. 
Ladies and gentlemen, hit the share on this interview. As you can see, her website's up there. Make sure to visit the website. Tap in with her. Hit her up on social media. She's responsive. She gets back to folks. She ain't on Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? Doing big things out there. Uh, support the women's retreat effort she got going on. We definitely hope to have you back on the show. We really, really would look forward to our updates and how we can support what you got going on. Thanks for taking the time. We really appreciate it. Any, any last words of wisdom for the folks before we get up out of here? Yo, you know, just keep supporting these brothers. You know, uh, Ali, Ibrahim, just incredible, incredible uh, men who are, you know, strong and who are helping their families. And we need more, uh, more men like you to, to help in our community and help with the culture. I'm so happy to be here. I'm always honored when anybody wants to know what I think about things. And, and thank you so much for just being there and allowing a listening ear for me. You know, I really, really appreciate that. And as a country, I think that we put family first. Uh, we will, we will be okay. You know, putting uh, family first and, and just helping our children, listening to our children, listening to our, uh, our spouses, our husbands and our wives, and, and not just having a preconceived notion about things is really going to help us uh, moving forward. And so I think that's what we got to do. And uh, we do that. We'll be all right. Absolutely. Ali, before we go, bro, any shout outs? I just got one shout out to uh, Wendy Rodriguez, our Senate candidate out here who's running. She will be on the show next month. Uh, we got some really interesting interviews. We appreciate everybody in the uh, in the chat that's got in there. Ali, anything before we go, bro? Uh, yo, big up to Sloan Ratchmoot. She's going to be in Cabarrus County on Thursday talking about how to save education through activism. I want to give a big thank you to Congressman Ted Budd. Uh, one quick thing. You know, look, one of the lies, and I think my brother might have said this at the beginning of the show, one of the lies is that all these Republicans hate black people. The Republican Party is the party of the white folk and the rich white people. Well, let me tell you something. We had Ted Budd, U.S. Senate candidate, in the Jamaican restaurant, the chill spot, with a beef patty and cocoa bread, for real. So... So look, they're reaching out and he wasn't in there pandering. So big salute, shout out. Yeah, uh, yo, yo, bro, Ari, you could get the book. Stop lying right now. Don't even look forward. The book out there right now. Go get that. It's it's up there. Look for it. Support that. Support that now, bro. Go yo, get but it. That's all I got, bro. That's it. All I'm right. Here. So ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. We will see you next Monday. And um, as we update these shows, as we do more content, we have some amazing things coming in September. It's been an amazing August. Again, thank you, Megan, for taking the time to come on. We will see you again soon. We will we will just definitely stay tapped in with you, ladies and gentlemen. For my twin brother, Dua Ali, I'm Raheem Architect Soto. This has been the Urban Conservative Podcast. We'll see you guys next Monday. Peace. Stop and love. lying, people. Stop lying. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs>